clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Authentically You. My name is Alexa Ray, as you all know, and it's 2023. I can't believe it's 2023. Honestly, I say that because I feel like it's not a new year. I feel like I've rolled over. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen The Office. If you have, there's an episode called, okay, it's not called this at all, is the episode is... um like one of the intros is when they're doing parkour and it's not parkour. If you know what parkour is, they're rolling around the office. And that's how I feel I've rolled into 2023, just half-ass parkouring through from one year to another year. Usually I feel like I'm more intentional with the transition, but the end of 2022 was a whirlwind um, of essentially me just trying to hold on because I was so busy with everything in my life that I had to just hunker down. Um, and so here I am in 2023, it's now January, um, 10th or 11th. And I finally feel like I'm getting my feet on the ground. And so for me, I really wanted to have a conversation about like, what are, what's my life going to look like this year? Not that I can foresee the future, but you know, what, what do I really want to focus on? What am I not going to do? And I really want to start to not only think about what am I going to stop doing? What am I going to stop trying to um, live my life by in this year? Cause I think that's the point of life I'm at. It's not about, Hey, I want to shrink my body or, Hey, I want to, you know, make my bed more often. Although people, my mom might like that. <laughs> But uh, it's more about, okay, I'm on a self-evolutionary journey. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you also are. So my intentions are more about what am I going to do with myself in regards to how can I show up differently? How can I start to continue to challenge, you know, societal expectations of me, all of that stuff. So that is sort of what I wanted to talk about today, because I really think that we, we live in a time where we're, number one, too focused on things like, hey, it's January 1st, I should shrink my body. Number two, that never works. By this point, most people have already fallen off of their New Year resolution if they've set one. Um, so for me, I'm like, okay, it's January 10th. I'm, I'm starting to feel like I am, I'm slowly setting these intentions. And a big part for me, there's another episode I, of, of this podcast I did, I don't remember how long ago, maybe even a year ago, um, on on the, the aspect of t- tough love versus self-compassion. So go check that out if you want to check that out. But essentially, I am over in my life, and I've been over this for a minute, 
where I'm not going to tough love myself into changing behavior or changing my mindset or anything. And I think that's the problem with New Year's resolutions is that people do it like, okay, this is it, tough love. And the issue with that is then if I don't continue to follow that that goal or that resolution or that intention, I can then start to feel really shameful and and bad about myself. And, and a tough love perspective truly comes from that men- that mentality. So for me, you know, um, I had a couple weeks over off completely over the holidays. I didn't engage in social media. I didn't have clients. I didn't do any recording. Um, I also, for one of those weeks, took a complete time off of going to the gym and going to, to kickboxing, which I usually do on a consistent basis. Um, and I really was just trying to sit and, and honestly, my holidays were a bit, I don't know. I just didn't fully feel rested, but now that it's this week was, this was my go week. I was like last week I sort of eased into things and this eased into things. And this is what I'm talking about. I wasn't like, okay, it's January 2nd, January 1st. And now I'm going to be like gun ho and I'm going to change my whole life. Cause I know I'm third, almost 37. I know that that's not a good plan. I know it's not sustainable and I know it's not going to come from a good place for me. So last week I sort of eased into things, you know, sort of started to just, um, you know, I, I came back to my, my, uh, clients. So I started my client sessions again, started my program. Um, I didn't have to teach last week. So I still had just sort of like half of my stuff. And I said to my husband, I'm going to ease back into working. And so this week is a bit different this week. I had to teach my, my students this week. Um, I also started back in school myself this week. I, you know, my kids back at school, like there's so many things that ramped up. And so I also knew that I can't do everything at once. And so for me, this week has been more about being intentional on pulling myself together in a sense of, Hey, I'm going to put some real clothes on. I'm going to pull myself together. Um, and, and I really love, cause I'm teaching one of my teachers classes I'm teaching is Monday at nine or sorry, 8am. And it's like, you number one, how many of my students are going to come? I had 10 out of 40 or 10 out of 50, sorry. So not a lot, but for me, I was like, okay, it's a struggle. And also it's a Monday morning and I get myself together. And that's a great way to set my intention for the rest of my week. So the weather has been very gloomy. And so I've been trying to like, okay, I'm going to get myself together, pull myself together. Um, I'm also going to start shifting my workout schedule to be um, when I go in the morning before I start doing work. And I'm also just going to be more intentional about getting myself organized. And so the things that I'm not doing yet, right, is I'm not, I actually took this another week off from going to kickboxing, which is at night. Um, and I'm not, you know, doing anything else. So I'm slowly easing into these intentions, but I've also taken this past week to reflect on my own perspective in the world and and what I look like. And so, um, a big thing for me is that I really come from this place and I was trained as a young girl to be this good girl, right? To be this girl that did not take up a lot of space, didn't ruffle any feathers, um, you know, made sure that other people around me felt cozy. And, and in return, that taught me that I should betray myself in the process, meaning if I feel uncomfortable because I'm not, I'm muting my, my eccentric being, or I'm trying to make sure I don't say something out of context or anything like that, I have to betray my own needs 
to make sure that other people feel cozy in the conversation or in the situation. I mean, um, I also have to make sure I was also taught that as a woman specifically, I should feel a lot of guilt if I ever set a boundary. I shouldn't set a boundary in the first place. I shouldn't say no to people. Um, and that got me in a world of issues. I'm sure as you know, you know, I posted this this TikTok and it was like, my trauma did not make me stronger because there's this this thing that's out there. People are like, so it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Um, my trauma made me strong. My trauma made me resilient. No, it did not. My trauma made me a people pleaser. My trauma made me teach, um, teach me, taught me that if I'm resting, you know, if I take time to actually relax, it's an issue. It's not safe, um, that you don't deserve to rest, that you shouldn't say no to people, that, um, my needs do not matter. That didn't make me stronger. I'm stronger today because of myself, not because of my trauma, um, you know, and I think this comes from, from my, my adoptive mom is that she's very much people pleaser. She obviously was taught this herself in the sense of that you should never ruffle any feathers. You should always take care of every other person in this world. And, um, you know, it means that we should not really speak our truth in being able to set a boundary. So that could look like you know, someone's asked me to hang out and instead of me just saying, no, I don't have capacity or let me reflect on that or no, I don't have time. It's about make me thinking about a different way that makes them feel less uncomfortable um, in the, in that situation. So that could be like, oh, I would really love to, um, you know, and you're just making, I can't even think of an excuse at this point, but making up an excuse of how we can make the other person feel more comfortable versus just saying, I'm a no to that. And so that's something I really want to practice more this this year. I've come a long way in that situation. Um, but I think this year I really want to focus on number one is getting rid of this, this perspective and this inner child of mine that feels like they she always has to be the good girl. She always has to behave. She always has to take care of every other person and all of their needs. Um, and, and obviously that leads to a lot of anxiety, right? It leads to a lot of anxiety. Um, in my body, when I feel like I'm always responsible for every person's emotions in the room. Um, and you know, when I was young, like obviously my mom teaching me things was not a malicious thing. She obviously always has good intentions to do, to do what she's doing. And she's doesn't have a mean bone in her body, but you know, essentially it just sort of teaches me that I have to always be caretaking other people and my needs truly aren't that important. And this means that I should not say no to an invite. I can't turn down an invite. I can't say no to someone. I can't set a boundary that really my ultimate job on this planet is that I have to be liked by everybody. If I'm not liked by someone, what does that mean for me? I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Right. So I'm always striving to be liked by every person. Not now. I am not like that now. But I'm wanting to be conscious because I've been noticing in the past year when I've reflected on my year is that that still comes up sometimes, you know, oh, this person maybe doesn't like me. And then I start to think, well, what can I do or why, why does this bother me so much? So I'm really starting to sort of challenge that conditioning that I've been brought up to have. Um, I also think that, again, when we talk about this situation is that I was taught that my needs don't really matter, you know, and I look at my mom now and she's still, she's older and she still just does not have an identity outside of taking care of other people. 
Um, and I know a lot of people might challenge me on this and say, well, that's fine. That just means she's a caring person. I'm not saying she's not a caring person, but it's a very common, very common trauma response to make sure you're taking care of other people because it makes sure that you are always validating that message that your needs don't matter that much. And really, you know, I have to, in the end of this situation of, of this conditioning that I've been brought up with is that if I don't want to make people uncomfortable, I have to, you know, have an acceptable, um, societal, ex- exci- societally acceptable. Is that a phrase? I don't know. Um, reason why I can't do a thing or why I can't help someone. I can't just be a simple no. Because that means that I'm not a good person. It means not I'm I'm not a caring person. I'm not a kind person. When in fact that is not true. So these are things I really want to focus on myself. And I'm encouraging people to maybe try and adopt some of the things I'm going to be talking about today. Because I think it's something that a lot of women can can work on. Um, you know. So instead of me, for me, what I'm practicing, I had this conversation with my with my partner actually on New January first. We got in a bit of a um an intense conversation around. Um, you know, me being a no, and then him not feeling comfortable with that. And so uh, we had the conversation around like, okay, I'm allowed to just say I'm a no to that. Um, in this example of like, let's say he's wants to give me an opinion. He he's a very helpful person, and he wants to give sometimes unsolicited opinions, and I don't really like that. And so we had the conversation around what that feels like for me, what it feels like for him. Um, and for me, one thing I'm going to be consciously working on now is not over explaining my reason for why, um, I don't like something or why I don't want to do something. And also coming from a place of being able to just say, I'm a no and not becoming, um, dysregulated and upset about it and not upset, but like, I don't want to yell at people. I don't want to be mean to people. Right. So just saying I'm a no and then have them take care of their own emotions. And I don't have to worry about that. And so with that, I think to myself, Ooh, I'm going to really disappoint some people. You know, I'm really going to upset some people. If I just say I'm a no, that is not a comfortable thing for most people in society here. So when I say that, I have to remember to say to myself, some people are not good when other people set boundaries with them and they might react to that. Right. And so when I use the example of with my partner is we have the conversation like, okay, when I say I'm a no, you also have to just give me the space and not, not, um, attack me for just setting that boundary. Right. And I have an amazing partner who we are always working in a relationship. We're always working on communication. And so it's really nice to have someone like that. But again, outside of my partnership, which is a very safe situation, I'm going to disappoint other people, but I have to get uncomfortable in myself to evolve. Right. And in that, I'm going to make some more people uncomfortable and that's okay with me. That's what I want to focus on. I've spent so much of my time and I guarantee most women listening to this are going to relate to this, this situation, um, is I've spent so many years of my life over apologizing for things, right? Over apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I had, I met with one of my friends a few days ago and she was saying like, I apologize. She was literally over apologizing for I don't even remember what. And then she said, I need to apologize, stop apologizing for my existence. I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, I think it's something we all need to work on. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, I'm really sorry I can't come. 
I'm not sorry if I'm a no, if I, if I don't have mental capacity to do a thing or I just am exhausted or whatever, I'm not sorry about it. So again, with that, I want to practice stopping apologizing over apologizing, you know, because again, it's coming from a place of, I need to comfort other people. Um, I need to reassure other people and I need to make sure that they feel okay. You know, and again, that's not my job. So I'm really gonna be trying, trying to focus on that. Um, and so I for me, having this feeling of okay, I'm gonna make people uncomfortable, I'm gonna make maybe people won't like me, right? There's this fear of like rejection and abandonment that comes up. Maybe people aren't gonna like me, maybe people are gonna feel disappointed in me. We all know when your parents are young, like I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. What that feels like for us, like. Ooh, oh my gosh, I disappointed my parents, you know, and I know that that message really hits home with me and I'm sure with a lot of people. So when I think about having to make people uncomfortable, disappoint them, maybe they're not going to like me anymore. I have to remind myself that this is a courageous act for me. The fact that I'm going to show up authentically and, and honor myself, honor my needs with the risk of what that could be is really courageous because it shows me that I am worth just as much as their needs. My, my needs are just as important. And I think this is something that we should start to shift. Like when we talk about not wanting to ruffle feathers. That's the perspective I came from as a child. Now I'm ready to make ripple effects and ruffle all the feathers because that is what we need in this world. And I always say this to all of my clients I work with is that when we heal ourselves, we are not just healing ourselves. We are ripple affecting healing women, generations before us, generations after us. That is what's so powerful about this work. Even me saying this on a podcast, and if one person listens to this podcast, that ripple effect is powerful, right? And so I want us to, as a collective, if you're on board, take this, this um, motto with me of like, okay, in 2023, I'm going to make people uncomfortable and I'm going to start to show up and tell myself that my needs matter and that I'm allowed to just, you know, set a boundary. I'm allowed to just believe that I am worth all of that. Um, because I really, I think we live in a world where there are so many unrealistic expectations placed on us and those impact us. It impacts my ability to show up authentically. I feel like I'm always having to put a mask on to um, make everyone else feel more at ease in the world. And in, and what happens on the, on the reverse end or on the inside of me, when I try and put a mask on for other people is it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes my nervous system dysregulated. It makes me feel like I'm extremely anxious or I'm, or I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm, I'm resentful. Um, you know, and this sort of leads to, okay, then how am I self-soothing? If I don't have effective self-soothing skills, then how am I affecting it? Maybe I'm turning to alcohol. Maybe I'm turning to substances or I'm shopping or, or some sort of addiction, right? That's a lot of rooted um, addictions are rooted in a lot of that stuff is a trauma response. So if I am trying to meet these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of um, social situations, I'm always going to feel disappointed. Um, and so I really need to make sure that this year, I'm going to be more conscious in my life. I'm going to have a lot of self-compassion. Um, and I'm also going to, you know, try and influence more people on this planet to do the same. Because if we all learned how to consciously show up, 
consciously be authentic just like the world would be such a different place and um i had this conversation with my birth mom i mentioned my adoptive mom i also have a birth mom um my birth mother i was talking to her a couple days ago about this and i can't remember the conversation exactly but she was saying could you imagine if we could just say i'm a no to that and move on and i said to her well i do strive to do that and i'm working more on that actually as we speak but imagine if a world simply just said like i'm a no thank you or you know give me some time to reflect on that instead of us just as women trying to say like okay sure and inside you're resentful that you said the yes you're you're overwhelmed and anxious and depressed because you can't handle another thing yet you said yes to another thing um you know it leads to us having dysfunctional expectations on us in society so what i'm really focusing on for myself this year is you know shifting away from this mentality that i have to take care of other people um because it's a really dysfunctional expectation of myself and i'm going to become more conscious of it i'm going to become more aware of it and i'm going to become aware of you know these generational things as well um and that's another point um of these old beliefs so i talked about you know my intention is to really start to become conscious to this mentality of that i have to take care of other people and that i also been reflecting on different beliefs um that i um want to start to be more conscious of too. And so when I think about um, one for me that I've been working on a lot actually in the last few years, but I'm also going to continue to work on it this year is that I am just as worthy in my role in my household. So with my partner and my child, I am just as worthy if I have to take space from my family or I need support from my family. Right. So that means that I do not have to live. And please listen to me if you are a parent, that you do not have to do everything without help. You know, um, it's a hard job. It is a very important job also. So I always think to myself, I used to be such a person where I was like, I had to be like on with my kid, you know, every minute of the day, just making sure I was like consciously putting all my energy into her and I was exhausted. And and same with my relationship. I was always trying to be this like perfect partner and parent and friend and career woman, all these things. And I got exhausted literally. And so if I want to do my job of being a parent, which is an extremely, extremely important job, I need to make sure that I am number one, taking care of myself Number two, I'm asking for help because I have so many women um, who say, you know, I can't ask for help or, you know, even like I'm a single mom, I have no help. There's got to be one person in your life that if you needed 30 minutes to yourself, just please, can you just sit here? You know, even if it's like, okay, I'm going to put my, my um, the iPad on for my child to take 20 minutes to myself to do something, to breathe, to take care of yourself. I don't mean like, okay, I'm just going to sit there and, you know, do a numbing behavior and, and not evolve. I mean, taking time to actually take care of yourself consciously. It's a whole other conversation, but I think this is, doesn't make me a less worthy parent if I need help from somebody. Um, and another one that I really want to focus on is that I am not a selfish person if I don't, if I put myself at the top of my priority list as well, you know, so if I'm a person and this, this again comes from this good girl 
situation where I, I can't ruffle any feathers. Um, and my mom taught me this, you know, my adoptive mom is she's a very selfless person. Um, but what happens when you're a selfless person is that you put everyone before them, before yourself, before your own needs, before what you really need to take care of. And this can lead to not only resentment, like I said before, but also a lot of physical ailments, a lot of emotional illnesses. You know, there's a lot of things that are coupled with that. And um, when you think about all of those things, sometimes those things can impact, number one, your ability to take care of the people you want to take care of. But also it can lead to them having to take care of you when you think about that. So that's the one thing I really want to focus on again is this belief that I have to be a selfless person to be a good person. And I'm over that message. Um, and the one last thing is like, obviously this goes hand in hand. This is the the full circle is that I'm going to be working on this belief, not only consciously the behavior of this good girl, not ruffling feathers um, in my life, but also the belief that I have to be liked by other people, that I'm not allowed to make people uncomfortable. And that is my job to be on this planet to make sure that everyone else is feeling good. Because even I had like this, this conversation with my, my kid, she's nine and a half. And she was saying how she was upset at school because two of her friends were fighting. And so she's like, I took it upon myself to make sure that they were, you know, I was trying really hard to make sure that they weren't mad at each other anymore. And it was a really pivotal, less pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. I don't freaking know. A pivotal lesson, <laughs> a really important lesson. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's an important lesson for me in that moment. I was like, okay, that's not your job. It's not your job to number one, make sure that everyone else is emotionally comfortable. And number two, you being responsible for someone else's relationship. Like I had not, they weren't mad at her. It had to do with her other two friends who were mad at each other. I said, you're going to go through, cause she's a very highly sensitive kid. I said, you're going to be really exhausted your whole life. If you're always going to be taking on that. I said, that relationship has nothing to do with you. And it's not your job to, to take care of that. Right. Um, and so in that moment, that's where I got the situation. Like, oh my gosh, it's also for me to make sure I'm not responsible for other people to like me, nor am I responsible to mend other people's relationships. Um, I don't really have enough friends at this point. I have a few good friends and that's it. Outside of that, I don't really, you know, want friendships like that. But my role on this planet is, you know, to feel conscious and connected to my own self, my, um, my gut feeling, you know, my intuition inside of me, um, and my own value system, even if people don't agree with what I'm saying. And so that's what I mean by, I want to ruffle some feathers. I want to make a ripple effect because if I don't, I'm going to betray myself. And I'm not saying that we should always be so rigid in boundaries because that's a whole other issue. We should not be overly rigid in our boundaries. However, we should be making sure that we honor ourselves. We check in with ourselves um, and so that is my sort of intention for this year, which I wanted to share with everyone. I would love if you reach out, um, and let me know if you're going to jump on board with this one. You can let me know on Instagram, um, at Alexa Ray Sheeper, TikTok, same thing. Um, and, and send me a message and let me know, like, I'm going to try your intention or what is your intention for the year in regards to your own self, your own values, your own evolution, not something in the matter of, I want to 
cook more meals or I want to lose 10 pounds. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like inner work vibes. Okay. Um, and that's all I have to say. I'm sending everyone so much peace and love into this new year. And uh, let's hope that it's a, a good one. Peace out, everybody. Hello, lovely human. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Authentically You. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening. And I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time. And if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well. And let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing. Because let me tell you, that is when the true magic happens. Thank you.